Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. Good morning, Mount Calvary Nation. Good morning. This is a day the Lord has made. We will be glad and rejoice in it. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. I am excited to be here this morning to come together and praise the Lord, worshiping in truth and spirit. Hallelujah. My scripture this morning will come from the book of Psalms, and we're all familiar with it. I just wanted to remind us just today about Jesus as our shepherd. So we'll be coming from the book of Psalms, Psalms 23. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. Your honor, you honor me with anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Hallelujah to the reading of God's word. I wanted to just remind us today how whatever we are going through to remember our shepherd to remember that he's always there for us leading hallelujah and guiding us let us bow our heads now for prayer dear gracious eternal father I thank you this morning God God I thank you for the waking up Lord God and I'm my right mind and I thank you for the presence of Jesus that engulfs my body today, Lord God. God, we thank you this morning for your mercy. God, we thank you for your grace. And oh, Father, we thank you for your unconditional love that you give us, Lord, freely. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your son, Jesus, who gave his life on the cross and sacrificed himself so that we would be reconciled to you, Lord God. Our salvation is covered in his blood, Lord, and we thank you for that this morning, God. Now, God, as we go through this service this morning, God, touch the musicians this morning, God. Touch the praise team as they come, Lord God. Give them the spirit to uplift this morning, God, because we come to praise your name, Lord. And Heavenly Father, you've given us a shepherd here on earth, God. 
over our Mount Calvary nation, Pastor Winston, Lord God. And as he brings the word today, Lord God, I ask that you open the ears of the hearers so they will hear what you've given him to speak to your people, God. And God, I ask that you keep and hedge your protection around our pastor, Lord God, and his family, Lord God, that you will continually strengthen and guide him. And God, I pray this morning, Lord God, standing here in the power of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. As we go to the praise team, let's continue to praise the Lord at home. Give Jesus his honor. Jesus, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, wherever you are, come on, give God praise. Clap your hands, open up your mouth, and tell him thank you. He's allowed you to see another week, another Sunday. You made it through Monday through Friday. You ought to give God praise and Saturday. Hallelujah. Come on, give him praise. Come on, clap your hands if he's worthy. For the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever. The Bible talks about us seeing brand new mercies every day. Is anybody excited about that? Yes. Brand new mercies we see every day. Hallelujah. Father, have your way. Have your way in our hearts, Lord God. Have your way in our homes. Have your way in this place, Father. You be glorified. You be lifted high. You be magnified. You be exalted, God. You are our king. You are our father. You are everything to us. And we thank you, God. Thank you for your grace and mercy. Thank you for keeping us through 2020 and going into another month in 2021. We thank you because you covered us and protected us. And we say hallelujah to your name. We praise you and we love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Come on, open up your mouth. Say hallelujah. You.
blessing and privilege it is just to be together even if only virtually we're grateful to God that he has allowed us this time together we're grateful for the technology that allows it and for those behind the technology who make it possible let me make just a couple of observations before we get started this morning we did get word from Pat Armstrong who would like uh, for us to know uh, their family is in need of our prayers. Her sister, Linda Thames, uh, who, is, who was living in Alabama, she passed this past week. And if we will, let's keep the Thames family in our prayers. We are still in Acts, in the book of Acts. We are making our way through the book of Acts, and we are going to Acts chapter 16 today, Acts chapter 16. We're still making our way through the book of Acts. We are following the move of the Holy Spirit as he empowers the church to spread the gospel throughout the land. We are still focused on what it means to be the church. <clears throat> to be the church. We are combating a couple of concepts that have plagued the church for quite some time. The first is that we go to church. And we like that because if we can go to church, then we can be churchy when we go to church and then live any kind of way when we leave the church. But this pandemic has helped us with that a little bit. Even when you can't go to the building, we have come to realize that we are the building. 
The Bible says we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. The Bible says that God does not live in temples made by human hands. He lives in us. Thus we can't go to what we are. There's another phrase that's dangerous and that's the concept of having church. We use that term when worship gets good to us. Ooh, we had church today. Again, the underlying tone is that we have church for a little while and then get back to normal life. We go to church, have a little church, and then go home and live however we want. But how do we have what we're supposed to be. We don't get to turn this thing on and off at our convenience. Be holy today and hellish tomorrow. Be sanctified today and sinful tomorrow. We are the church of the living God. We are the saved, sanctified, born again, spirit-filled, baptized, faith-walking, victorious, overcoming, holy church of the living God. And with that re realization, we are rediscovering the church that Jesus was talking about when he said, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So we are taking a look at the early church, at the original pattern for church so that we can line ourselves up with the pattern that God created rather than one that has been modified, adjusted, and changed to suit the whims of man. And what a journey it has been so far through the book of Acts from the promise of the Holy Ghost that Jesus made back in chapter 1 to the day of Pentecost, the birthday of the church in chapter 2, all the way up through chapter 14, where we were last week when we saw Paul and Barnabas, in spite of their own difficulties, strengthening the saints, confirming them, encouraging them, and even warning them that they will have to go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. And this week we are going to chapter 16. And I want to preach a little while from this subject, what saints do when it's dark. What saints do in the dark. In chapter 16 of Acts, we are introduced to two women. On the Sabbath day, Paul and Timothy and Silas and Luke they went to a place of prayer and they come upon a group of women. The Bible says that they sat down and began to speak to the women who had gathered there, one of which was a woman from Thyatira whose, named, whose name was Lydia. Lydia, a prominent, wealthy woman, a woman engaged in lucrative business in the dye and fabric industry of her time. The Bible says that she was a seller of purple, and you can't miss that. Dietary and purple was known everywhere, and it was reserved for royalty and high-ranking officials. Here is Lydia, this 
businesswoman, this prominent CEO, if you will, and a worshiper of God. And the Bible says that the Lord opened her heart to receive the message that they were teaching, and she and her household were baptized. This is Lydia, a shero, a woman to be admired. She's got everything going for her. While there is no mention of a husband, apparently she doesn't need one. She's her own woman. She can bring home the bacon and fry it up in the pan. But there is another woman in this chapter, a slave girl. We don't even know her name. I mean, Lydia's name is at least mentioned, but this girl doesn't even have a name that we're aware of. She is a nobody. Like Lydia, she makes money. But unlike Lydia, she makes it for somebody else. She was possessed by a spirit that allowed her to tell the future. That's one reason why, saints, we have to be careful following around behind so-called prophets because everybody who can foretell things is not doing it by the Holy Spirit. There are other spirits. There are other spirits and they do talk. But I digress. This woman made a lot of money for her masters. Used abused, owned, taken advantage of. But when she encountered real men of God, there was something in her that was attracted to what they had to say. I'll bet she didn't even know why she was following them day after day, crying out, these men are servants of the Most High God trying to tell you the way to be saved. Well, apparently this woman, this unnamed slave girl, crying these men are servants of the most high God was a distraction to the ministry because Paul got annoyed enough by it to call that spirit out of her. The Bible says that he finally turned around and spoke to that spirit and said in the name of Jesus Christ I command you to come out of her and immediately at that moment the spirit left her. There is so much in this chapter that I can't get to because of time and I'm trying to get to our message for today. But let me just point out parenthetically that when Paul turns around and speaks to that spirit, it immediately leaves her. Now listen. There are those that would say that I have a problem with deliverance ministry or that I have a, a problem uh, with, with, call it, with, with spiritual warfare. But listen, I don't have a problem with it. As a matter of fact, I believe in it wholeheartedly. That's, that's why I take issue. My issue is why are we wrestling with what we have authority over? I'm not having a long conversation with some demonic spirit. When in the name of Jesus Christ, when I tell it, it has to go. I know, I know you're thinking, but pastor, what about when Jesus had a conversation with the legion of demons? I get it, but check out the Bible. Check out what that conversation was like. Jesus only spoke three things. He spoke three things. He said, come out. He said, what is your name? And then we can presume that he spoke again when the Bible says he gave the spirits permission to enter the pigs. 
that's all and sometimes I'm afraid we are either unaware of or we don't know how to use our authority and so we ask demons out like they have a choice I am reminded of a conversation that I had with one of my children this week who shall remain nameless because apparently my stories embarrass them so I'll leave the child nameless but our dog Mason who is now about three years old we can finally just about trust him to go out and do his business by himself without taking him out on a leash but sometimes he still needs reminding that he's got to go out do his business and then come on back to the door so on one of those occasions this week my nameless child let Mason out of the back door and when he was finished he looked at my child and then decided he wasn't ready to come back in yet now I was in the dining room working but I could hear my child calling out Mason it's time to come back now come on Mason and Mason, ignoring the nameless child, started on around the house. Mason, where are you going? Come back, Mason. Come get a treat. Come back in the house. Finally, when I had heard enough, I got up from the table and went towards the back door and said, Mason, come. And within a few seconds, he trotted back around the house, up to the back door, and back into the house. Because when you know the authority that you have, when you know your place, when you understand where you are versus where they are, you understand that when you speak, they have to obey. And it doesn't take a lot of words or conversation. You can say like Paul did, in the name of Jesus Christ, come out. And the girl was made free. Now the problem was, once the spirit left her, she couldn't tell the future anymore and couldn't make money for her masters. She was no longer of any use to them when she wasn't making them money. And when her owners realized what had happened, they seized Paul and Silas and took them before the magistrates and said, these men do greatly trouble our city. There is so much here. I'm going to have to come back to this in a couple of weeks. These men do greatly trouble our city. But let me just pose the question. When was the last time that we, the church of the living God, were accused of troubling the city? These saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost men of God were disrupting the city. They were making an impact, causing people to be free, upsetting the economic structure, loosening the shackles of oppression, and troubling the city. When was the last time that we were accused of anything other than having good church? I don't have time to deal with that today. If the Lord says the same, I'll come back to it in a couple of weeks. Look, long story short, the magistrates had them stripped down and beaten and thrown in jail. The jailer was commanded to guard them carefully, so he put them in the inner cell. And he fastened their feet with chains. And that finally brings us to our verse of scripture for today. It is in Acts chapter 16 at verse 25. I'm going to read it 
from the King James Version of the Holy Bible and here's what it says and at midnight stop right there that's enough and at midnight don't miss this Paul and Silas men of God saved sanctified Holy Ghost filled servants of the Most High who have preached the gospel who have seen people saved who have seen people delivered now find themselves just because they delivered some slave girl without a name from a demonic spirit now they find themselves in jail and it's about midnight don't miss it because if we are honest sometimes even saved folks sometimes even sanctified holy ghost filled fire baptized tongue talking demon dismissing faith saints of the most high God will find themselves in a midnight situation and it's not because you've sinned not because God is mad at you he hasn't turned his back on you you haven't gotten off track you didn't make a wrong move you didn't misinterpret what he was saying and you still find yourself in a midnight situation I've come to give some instruction today on what saints do in the dark when it's midnight when it's dark when you feel like you are in the inner jail with shackles on your feet oh I know we can't admit it but we all have our own midnights to endure when your son or daughter that you've tried your best to bring up in the fear of God decides that they want to go and live their own truth and forget about the God that brought them this far that's midnight when you're trying to do the right thing but your money is consistently longer than your month that's midnight when you're trying to be a better wife trying to be a better husband but it seems like your spouse has already checked out that's midnight when you go to the doctor and what you were hoping was just a little something turns out to be a big something, that's midnight. When your name is in somebody's mouth and they ain't got nothing good to say about it, that's midnight. When you preach and preach and preach and it feels like nobody gets it and nobody's listening, that's midnight. When your car breaks down and the dryer isn't working, and the kids need shoes and the heat stops working on the coldest day of the year and your pipes burst and your basement floods and the IRS calls and your husband is grumpy and your card is declined and your wife won't listen and your dog had an accident in your bed that's midnight and the truth is we all have them I'm afraid that many of us have been had we've been took We've been hoodwinked, we've been bamboozled, led astray, we've been run amok. Somebody told us that saints don't have problems. So many Christians are confused and repressed and angry and deep down bitter in our name it and claim it phase. We said we shouldn't acknowledge stuff that we were going through. We said, honey, just don't claim it. But the truth is, whether you acknowledge it or not, it's there. Sometimes we all face 
dark situations you don't believe me ask Abraham and he will point to a Mount Moriah ask Joseph he will point to an Egyptian prison ask Moses he'll point to the backside of a desert ask Daniel he'll point to a lion's den ask John he'll point to the Isle of Patmos ask Jesus he'll point to the cross think it not strange when you have to go through your midnight situation everybody saint and sinner alike has some dark times but here's the thing there ought to be something different about when the saints go through their dark times there ought to be something different about what the saints do in the dark saints handle dark times differently than the world the church doesn't react to the darkness of midnight the same way as the world does. Let's look at Paul and Silas and see how they handled their midnight situation. First of all, they handle it with prayer. That's number one. They handle it with prayer. King James Version says that at midnight, Paul and Silas Prayed. They talked to God. They understood that they have a father to whom they can go in prayer. They understood that while the magistrates thought they were running stuff, Paul and Silas had a direct line to the God of the universe. But here's what I really want to point out. King James Version says Paul and Silas prayed. But the word prayed is written in such a way in the original text that it is more accurately translated as the NIV puts it about midnight Paul and Silas were praying did you catch that Paul and Silas Paul and Silas didn't start praying at midnight they were already praying it wasn't just what they did in the dark when it was midnight they were already in communication with the father saints God is not just our go-to in trouble while he is a very present help in trouble we ought not just to call on him when we're in trouble if he is a loving father it looks like we would want to consult with him on a more regular basis than just when we're in trouble. They were praying because prayer is the posture of the believer's heart. We ought not to make a move without prayer. Saints shouldn't start the day without talking to him. Saints shouldn't take the job without prayer. We don't take the spouse without prayer. We shouldn't drive without prayer. We shouldn't try to parent without prayer. We shouldn't send that text response without prayer. We shouldn't post without prayer. For the saint, prayer is not our last resort. It is our first response. You already know that relationship is built and strengthened through communication. Something is terribly wrong in any relationship where the only time we communicate is when something is wrong. But these men of God understand that men ought always to pray, lifting up holy hands without wrath and without doubting. These holy men understood that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. These men of God understand that whatever you ask in prayer, if you believe that you have received it, 
it'll be yours. These men know how to be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. These men understand that the Lord hears the prayer of the righteous. These men know not to be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, to present their requests to God. These men remember what the Lord said through the prophet Jeremiah, call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things. The first thing that saints do when it's dark is pray. The scripture says at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. That's the second thing saints do in the dark. Not only is there prayer, but number two, there's praise. They understood that even in the inner cell of the jail, they understood that even being heavily guarded, that even with shackles on their feet, even at midnight, God is still worthy. Even in their current reality, God is still worthy. Even in their dark situation, God is still worthy. The word used in the original text is humneo, and it means to sing hymns. And it, it specifically refers to what the Jews call the great Hallel, the great praise. Usually referring to Psalm 113 through Psalm 118, what is known as the Paschal Psalms. They are sitting in the inner cell, guarded by guards who's, who are told to keep a close watch shackled around their ankles praying and bringing up Psalm 113 to 118 if you allow me to use my holy imagination give me C sharp if you allow me to use my holy imagination I can hear Paul saying I'll take the prayer in this hour and you take the singing and I can hear Silas breaking into song praise ye the Lord praise O ye servants of the Lord praise the name of the Lord blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth even forevermore I can see Paul I can hear Paul in my ears saying from the rising of the sun until the going down of the same the Lord's name is to be praised I can hear them, I can, I can hear them in my mind's ear singing, I love the Lord, he heard my cry. I can hear them, I can, I can hear them singing, oh praise the Lord. All ye nations praise him, all ye people 
praise him for his merciful kindness is great toward us I can hear them I can hear them moving on to Psalm 118 oh give thanks unto the Lord for he is good his mercy endureth forever I can hear them I can hear them singing down in verse 17 I shall live I shall live I shall live and not and not die I can hear them moving on down to verse 23 this is the Lord's doing and it is marvelous it is marvelous it is marvelous in our eyes I can hear them moving on down to verse 24 saying this is the day that the Lord has made I will rejoice I will rejoice and be glad in it. the Bible says right where they were they were they sang praise unto God and they were not singing woe is me they were singing blessed be God they were not singing nobody knows the trouble I've seen they were singing now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think and saints of the most high I've come to tell you we better learn how to sing in the dark when things are going well learn how to sing when your family's in trouble learn how to sing in the dark in the midst of a pandemic you better learn how to sing in the dark when money is tight Learn how to sing, learn how to sing, sing in the dark, hallelujah, 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 glory to Jesus, glory to Jesus, glory to Jesus, glory to Jesus, glory glory come on sing to him bless his name hallelujah 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 yes sir you're gonna have to learn 
how to sing. Learn how to sing. Sing in the dark. The Bible says, I will bless the Lord at all times in daylight and at midnight in good times and in bad times that's it shift with me in fat times and in lean times in well times and in sick times in rich times and in broke times is there anybody who has made up in your mind that I will rejoice no matter what's going on I will rejoice when it's light out I will rejoice when it's dark out I will rejoice when I'm free I will rejoice when I'm shackled y'all already know I love the way Andre Crouch wrote it. I thank God for the mountains and I thank God for the valleys. I thank God even for the trials that he brought me through. If I never had a problem, I wouldn't know that God could solve them. I wouldn't know what faith in God could do but through it all I've learned to trust in Jesus through it all I've learned to trust in God somebody listening right now needs to take some time needs to make some time right now to give him praise right in your dark situation. I'll give you a minute to raise your hands, to lift your voice, to move your feet. I'll give you a minute to shout glory, glory. Right where you are, right where you are in your kitchen give him glory at your desk give him glory in your car give him glory right in your bathroom give him the glory right there in your living room give him the glory right where you are Hallelujah! 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 Glory! Glory! Hallelujah! 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 Let me show you what I notice. Let me show you what I notice. Paul and Silas don't get free and then praise him they don't get the shackles off and then give him praise they don't get out of jail and then praise him i don't mean any harm i don't mean any offense 
I know Mary, Mary meant well when they said he took the shackles off my feet so I can dance. But somebody watching right now, somebody listening right now has learned how to dance with shackles on, has learned how to give him glory with shackles on, give him glory. Hallelujah. Nobody's looking, nobody's watching. You might as well give it to him. Ain't nobody concerned. Right in your house coat, right in your gown, right in your pajamas. Don't nobody care. Just give him the glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. 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 That's, that's what saints do. That's what saints do. That's what saints do. what saints do. That's what saints do. That's what saints do. We talk to our daddy and then we thank him for hearing us. That's what saints do. We talk to our daddy and then we thank him for hearing us. That's what saints do. We talk to our daddy and then we thank him for hearing us. We talk to our daddy and we thank him for hearing us. That's what saints do. That's what saints do. That's what saints do. Go ahead and do it. says 
God did something. Suddenly there was an earthquake and I'm, I'm almost done, but I do have one more thing I need to tell you. There was an earthquake and you know the story already. Something happened which brings us to the third thing that saints do at night. Saints do this in the dark. Even in the dark. Number three, they proclaimed the gospel. You see, God used their midnight situation please hear me God used their midnight situation to open up more than just the jail it opened up an opportunity for them to share the gospel of Jesus Christ you know I used to think that the point of their midnight prayer and praise service was so that God could shake the earth and get them out but if you read carefully even though God shook the earth and loosed their chains, they were still with the jailer. They were still in custody because this story is not about them getting out of their jail situation. It is about getting the jailer and his family saved. After the jailer saw and heard them praying and singing praises and how God moved on their behalf in the earthquake, he said, what must I do to be saved? And while it was still midnight, while it was still dark, while they were still in custody, they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved. You and your entire household. That's the final thing they did in their own darkness not only was there prayer not only was there praise but then there was proclamation even while it was still dark for them y'all hear me they proclaimed the Lord Jesus they took full advantage of the opportunity and saints while we're going through we don't get to wallow in our own go-throughness we don't get to wallow in our own pity we don't get to have a pity party while we're in our dark place we must understand that even then somebody is watching and somebody needs to see what real relationship with God is all about somebody will see God's hand working on our behalf and ask what must I do to be saved? How do I get relationship like that where I can pray and sing even when I'm going through? How can I get to know the kind of God that will send an earthquake to loose my chains? And that's our opportunity to tell them, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. You can tell them it is no secret what God can do, what he's done for me what he's done for others he'll do the same for you there's somebody looking and they need to see Jesus in your go through sometimes it's not just about you sometimes it's not even just about getting you out as a matter of fact when Paul and Silas had the opportunity to get out the magistrate sent word to let him go. They said, no, what you did to us, you did publicly. You come tell us, then we'll leave. 
Because me, as soon as the earth shook and my chains were, I, listen, you would have had to catch me. But Paul and Silas are still in their jail situation because there's work to be done for the kingdom. Pastor, how can I minister when I'm in my own jail, when I'm in my own darkness? Well, here's how you do it. You pray, you give him praise, and you keep on proclaiming Jesus. That's, that's what we do. We are the saints of the Most High God. We don't handle dark situations like the world does. We don't handle our midnights like the world. The world go gets a smoke. The world uh, go takes a drink. The world does all kind of things to cope. But we don't have to do things to cope other than talk to our daddy, thank him for hearing us and then tell somebody how good he is to us that's how we cope with night that's how we cope with darkness that's what we do you got it you got it yeah I don't know what you're going through I don't know what your midnight is right now I don't know what your dark situation is right now but God sent me as a prophet of God to tell you keep on praying don't stop don't stop I know it seems like you're praying and nothing is happening you keep on you keep on praying you keep on giving him praise keep on giving him the glory and then every opportunity that the Lord opens up you keep on proclaiming his name that's how you handle it that's what you do I don't know when light will come I don't know when morning will come God didn't tell me to tell you that it's morning time he didn't tell me to tell you that what he told me to tell you was what to do while it's dark and I don't know when morning is coming but this I know weeping may endure for the night but joy is coming in the morning that much I know much I know. If you believe it, if you believe it, if you know I'm telling the truth, and if you believe the word of God, would you just clap your hands wherever you are and tell the Lord thank you. Just tell him thank you. Praise is what I do. what I do praise is what I do praise is what I do it's what I do even when I'm going through Yes, praise is what I do. Praise is what it's what I do. Come on, text that out, put it in the message, something, comment. Praise is what I do. Oh, 
it's what I do. You won't catch me falling apart because praise is what I do. I'm a child of the King. Oh, it's what I do. Praise is what I do. Come on, text somebody. Testify on your mobile device and tell them it's what I do. Tweet that. Post that. Tell them praise is who I am. Praise is who I am. Yeah, it's who I am. That's it. Come on, tell them praise is who I am. Oh, yes. It's who I am. It's just part of my makeup. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. And so praise is what I do. Yes, it's what I do Even when I'm going through Even in my storm Even in my trial Praise is what Praise is what I do Praise is what I do It's what I do Come on, declare it Just one more time Come on, you sing Praise is who I am Praise is who I am. Oh, it's who I am. You need that one more time. You need to remind yourself. Come on, say it. Oh, praise is who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. Let the winds blow, let the storm come, oh, still praise is what I do.
got some good news for you. If you're in your midnight hour and you feel that you have nowhere to go, now I'm not telling you all your problems are going to go away, but what I'm telling you here today is you'll have someone to stand with you, your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So if you're here today and you have not yet chosen your Lord and Savior, if you've not yet confessed with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you can do it right now. You can do it right now. See, you might, you might be thinking, well, you might be thinking, well, I'm not ready. There's some things that I need to do to clean myself up, but I'm here to tell you right now. <laughs> if you could clean your own self up, there would be no need for Jesus. So you can't do it on your own, I'm telling you. And we all, see, we all have gone through some things. So if you think you're not ready, I can tell you that there's some praying right now that the Holy Spirit will touch your heart and call on you to call on the name of Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The second call is, see, you may have already decided where you're going to go. You already accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You already believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. And you feel that the Lord is tugging on your heart to be a part of the Mount Calvary Nation. Well, you can do that now, too. Go ahead and post it. Text it on Facebook. And we'll take you here at Mount Calvary. We'll teach you. We'll love you. We'll transform you because that's what we do here. We transform lives. Amen. So the first call again, if you have not yet accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you can do that now. And if you've already done it and you feel that God's called you here, go ahead and do that. Call the church and let us know. Amen. I just want to take this time right now just to just to thank Pastor and for his diligence to his flock. Amen. So let's say a prayer right now for my pastor, for our pastor. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I, I pray now for Pastor Winston that you would rejuvenate him, Lord God. Replenish him, Lord God. Give him the strength that he's laid out here today. Give it back to him double fold, Lord God. We pray that you continually cover his family, Lord God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for your continued generosity. Your financial contributions help to transform lives, to reveal the glory of God's kingdom. For your convenience, you can use the Giveify app on your smartphone, the Cash app. Or if you're in the Dayton, Ohio area, you may drop off your contribution at the Mount Calvary Church at the address shown. Thank you for worshiping virtually with us today. We look forward to being able to worship together in person soon. 
Until then, in the words of Pastor Sam, just live.